So we are rolling. It's happening. It's official, official tissue, <laughs> as people would say. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I'm kind of shaking, but really, really excited. Mainly, mainly shaking because I'm excited. So, but we're here now. So, welcome to the first episode of Drumro, please. Bad girl gone good ish with yours truly, moi, Priscilla Diaz. And I am so excited about this podcast because I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and um, just haven't really pieced together like what it was going to be about, how I was going to do it, all of the things. Um, So I'm really excited that I'm here now and that you're watching or listening and I think this is going to be great. So I figured we'd just kick off with the show um, with just how this show came about, you know, what is about, you know, understanding this idea and deconstructing the idea of bad versus good-ish, right? Um, and so, yeah, let's let's take it away, guys. Um, so I have my notes here because I have such terrible, like, memory to be, like, spitting off the top of the dome right now about like all the things I want to talk about today. And I really just don't want to mess up and like miss a note of what I want to say. So that's why I have my notes. Uh, But essentially, Bad Girl Gone Good-ish podcast explores the continuous journey from recklessness to redemption. And I kind of wanted to do this podcast to sort of challenge the static notion of like the old me versus the new version of me kind of thing. Um, And, you know, emphasizing that personal growth isn't a mere shift from like, you know, shift from one fixed point to another, but rather this continuous evolving journey. Um, and it's not just about being bad or good, um, but really understanding the layers to it, the complexities of the in-between. Um, you can be bad and, and good at the same time. And we're going to talk about like what bad is to me and what goodish is to me, because it may not be exactly what you think, like, so don't, you know, don't don't get scared just yet. Um, but I also wanted to talk about, like, why I even named it Bad Girl Gone Goodish. So I don't know if anybody remembers that song that Rihanna did. Once a good girl goes bad, she's gone forever. That's my jam. I'm not going to lie. That's my shit. Um, but it was kind of, like, inspired by that song, like, Bad Girl Gone Good ish um and um when i first heard that song i remember where i was in my t- in my life at that time and kind of like evolving into this young woman and really feeling like i was almost falling victim to the world um and so when i think of the term bad i'm thinking about somebody who has you know either toxic behaviors or habits or tendencies um, 
etc. And someone who's goodish is someone who does may still have some of those things, but is super aware of it and is putting a lot of effort into trying to make a change. Um, and they may not over be per- they may not always be perfect, but you know they're still working on trying to be the best version of themselves. And then I thought to myself, well, that's me. That's me right now. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not. You know, I'm always striving to be the best version of me. Um, I can be a sweetheart and also be a bitch at the same time. I think that can that can exist at the same time. And that's just my preference or opinion. Um. And I realized that it kind of shows, you know, throughout my whole life, like this is shown in my whole, in all different types of aspects, like in communication and in relationships and, and you know, my professional world and career and my finances and my emotions and motherhood. I mean, the list, can, the list goes on really. Um, but I definitely was like, this is very clear that this is where I am in my stage in my life. And I really wanted to be able to have a podcast that allows me to just be me, talk about me and really uh, not talk about me, but talk about the experiences I've been through in hopes that the audience can gain insight about, you know, how to be like a healthy mix of both. How do you you know, grow into the person that you're supposed to be in a healthy way without you know, being so hard on yourself and giving grace when you do have those bad days or when you still do kind of fall back into your old ways. Um, And I'm hoping that, well, not hoping, I will be having some guests that's also going to be sharing their stories as well of their journeys. And and I just think it's going to be just, you know, a show that's going to really be different because I just feel like a lot of people want to talk about like, just nothingness and then you know some people want to talk about like if you're going to be like oh how do you like personal development stuff it's like how do you be the best version of yourself and be perfect and all of the things and I just feel like we really need to focus on those layers we need to really drill in and talk about like all the in-betweens how to like what is that like what what is living there look like um and and I'm willing to be vulnerable and expose myself in some in some aspects, right? To share that with you all. I keep hitting this mic. So I hope I hope the audio is fine when I keep hitting this mic. This mic is gonna get beat up by the end of this podcast um or episode. Uh, because I talk with my hands. That's a thing that I do. I think a lot of Latinas can relate. Like when you talk to with your hands and you're just like moving around and stuff. Um, you know, maybe I think a white person might have invented this or something. So I don't know. Anyways. Um, but yeah, like I, I just feel like I don't remember what I was saying, but, um, I just feel like this is that opportunity for me to just be vulnerable and share with you these moments in hopes that, you know, there's a community out there that feels the same way. And if you do, like, welcome aboard to being a bad girl who's gone good-ish. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, like, why am I doing the show now? Like, what is happening? And 
um, there has been a lot that's been happening in my life that I'm not going to get into all in one time, in all all in one episode because really we just don't have time right now. Um, but I will be able to delve into it throughout some episodes. Um, but um, I did do a podcast actually um, a couple of years ago. It was just audio and it was like on I was recording it on my phone and it was called Restless Mother Podcast. And it was a podcast I did right after I gave birth to my son and, um, you know, sharing my postpartum journey and trying to be a mother and be strong while still being fragile. Right. Um, And it was really nice for that moment and, and for that season that I did it because I really needed a space to talk because I felt like I was really alone and I didn't have the resources then at that moment to navigate the emotions that I was going through. Um, Ooh, my ear is ringing. Who's talking shit about me? Somebody's talking shit about me. Anyways. (laughs) I, I definitely was like, going through a lot in po- during my postpartum journey and I wanted to share that and it was great. What I realized was that I didn't want to go into this rabbit hole of you know building an identity solely around motherhood. Um and some women can do that and I think that's great and it's so beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. Um I just felt like I wasn't just that. That was just me. Um, I was like, well, I, I don't even know who I am right now. All I know is that I am a mom um, and I have this history in this past of being, you know, either, you know, this actress or performer, young performer or, you know, entertainer and all these things. Um, but I didn't know who I was and I didn't want to just kind of go into all of that. So I was so I kind of stopped the podcast and and I did it because I intentionally just wanted to know who else I am. I wanted to be more than just a mother. Um and so and I wanted to do what was true to me, you know, like I'm doing this podcast with the intention of being authentic and being as real as possible and being as vulnerable as possible um in ways that I've never been before. Um and and I just felt like I wasn't able to do that at that time. And so I feel like at this time, I'm at a stage in my life where I feel like I can, you know? Um, and so I found myself recently um, referencing a lot of, you know, situations in my life. Like, for example, <sighs> the grandmother of my son was uh, watching my son for the week because I had thyroid surgery. We're going to get to all of that in another episode. But I had thyroid surgery and I was in recovery and um, she calls me, I think, on, you know, one of the days. Luckily, I was already kind of feeling better. And she's like, oh, I just I just got out of the pharmacy. Everything's good. This and this and that. I took I took the baby to to the the barber shop and I had to cut his hair because he was growing bugs in his hair and I can't take it anymore. And I'm like, he's not growing bugs in his hair. Like, chill out. He's not growing bugs. And she's like, I know he's not growing bugs, but 
he don't want me to do his hair, so I had to cut it. I was like, okay. And so she shows me, she shows me what my son looked like. My jaw dropped. I literally went like this. And I swear, all I kept thinking was like, oh my goodness, thank God I am not who I used to be because I would have went fucking crazy on this woman. I would have wild on her. And I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Look at me growing. I didn't go off. I said, okay. I said, did you speak to Jonathan, his father? Did you speak to Jonathan about this? She says, well, I got to speak to Jonathan about it. I said, like, all right. I said, okay, not a problem. She was like, yeah, he, was, he wasn't crying. You know, my son doesn't, I'm going to be honest, my son does not like to do his hair. He doesn't. I get it. He's four now, just turned four. He's not into the whole hair thing. He don't mind me doing it in the morning when we get ready to go to work, but like, I mean, to go to school. But when he's like, you know, out in a barbershop or something or to get a cut or anything like that, like my son has never had a shape up. We've cut it, but he has never had anything all trimmed, looking cute or nothing. And because he's, a, you know, he's just he don't want to do it and he cries and we don't want to put him through all of that anyways. So she said that he didn't cry when they cut it, but that when they were trying to do the shape up, he started crying. So she said, no, stop, take him off. And so basically he just looked like an unfinished product. <laughs> like his hair just looked like someone just cut it and didn't, you know, finish it. it and that was it. Like it just, it looked bad. It looked bad. Yeah. So she's lost that privilege for sure. But I remember thinking to myself, wow, like, thank God I got Jesus in my life. Because I was like, mm -mm, the old me would have went off. And, and, and that's, and that's just one of the, uh, one of many little, you know, things that kind of happened recently in my life that kind of just made me think about why I'm always doing that, but also realizing that I do have moments where I don't go that route, where I do lean in on being a bitch or calling someone out or saying what I had to say and not really thinking about the, you know, the consequences of what I'm about to say, um, I still have those moments and I tend to beat myself up over it. I tend to kind of be harsh on myself and be like, dang, like you, there you go again, just, you know, falling back, you know, whatever. And, and I'm trying really hard not to do that. I'm trying really hard to, to give myself grace. Um, and so that sort of is like the little inspiration as to, well, actually that and then something else actually happened. Let me share this with you. So I was watching um, a sermon the other day, not the other day, like a, like a week ago or two weeks ago. I was watching a sermon and it was about uh, the scripture on Jesus healing the crippled man that was at the pool that like that healing pool that bubbles up and the the sermon um name the name of the sermon was called 
yet in between yes and next. And Jesus had come up to the the crippled man and said, do you want to be made whole? And the pastor who was doing the sermon was like, anytime God asks you a question, the answer should always be yes, Lord. And I was like, oh, okay, yes, Lord, I'm here for it. And then he went on and said, you know, the man responded, oh, I, I can't get into the pool. I need someone to help me get into the pool, this and this and that. I'm not, you know, I'm just like, I don't really know all the words or whatever, but this is what off the top of the head. Um, and so don't come at me, y'all. Um, so, um, and so, he, you know, he was like, oh, I don't know what to do, whatever. And then G- Jesus completely dismissed, you know, what he said and tells him, get up. So he first says, get up, which means that's a command, right? When God is telling you or positioning you to to do something or put you, um, have a, giving you a calling, you got to stand up. You got to do it and you got to step up to the plate. It says, get up. And then it says, pick up your mat and walk. Now, the walking and the recovery is the next, right? It's the, it's the thing that you and God have spoken about that you've desired together and the plan that he has for you, right? That's the walking. That's the journey. But the actual picking up the mat part is what we call the in-between, right? The yes between yes and next. And the in-between is all you, is your work. It's you doing the work. And... Basically, I'm doing this podcast because Jesus told me to. That's really what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Like, I'm doing it because I feel like I've been thinking about it for a really long time. It's clearly has not left my head. Um, So there is a reason. And I need I've been procrastinating and kind of making excuses for it. And yes, life isn't perfect right now. I'm going through a lot. But when is there ever a perfect time to do anything? And I learned that the hard way when I was unexpectedly blessed with my four-year-old son. Um, so there really is no perfect time. The reality is when the, the, the opportunity presents itself, go for it, do it, and get it done. And hence why I am here. So... That is that. Um, I have a couple of things I wanted to talk about. I really, I really wanted to just get into, you know, this idea of growth and some drivers that has pushed me to wanting to change in general, um, where I came from, like who I used to be, um, who I still am, right? Um, who I'm not, you know, um, like, for example, some of the values that I have in my life is kindness. It's really important to me to be kind. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I've never always been a kind person, not because not like I'm a bully or anything like that. I've actually been a nice, kind person, but I think I've always been a little selfish, more so than ever. Um, and I can say things that are a little like, did she just say that? And be like, yep, I did, I did say that. And I still have those tendencies, right? Um, but I do think that being kind to people is really important. 
you know, treating people with respect is really important. Um, you know, um, having, you know, a sense of pride in doing what you're doing and integrity in doing what you're doing is important. Um, and these sort of characteristics, I guess, or things I didn't always have. And when I gave birth to my son, I kind of had an epiphany, like most mothers do when they give birth. You realize, first of all, your world has changed. Everything you thought life was about is out the window. And you start thinking and seeing things differently. And I can't explain that unless you're a mother or father or a parent. Like if you're a parent, you know what this feeling is like. And it just makes you think and wonder like, oh my goodness, first of all, you have a, a responsibility now. This whole human is all you. <laughs> like, it's your job now to make sure that you actually foster a decent ass human being. Because if your child is a jackass, that's all you. That's all you, you know? And do I want that? Absolutely not. Um, do I want my son to go through half of the things that I went through? Absolutely not. Um, and so he's sort of been like this like driving force of me wanting to change and be a better person. Um, you know, my selfish tendencies, throwing it out the window, speaking nicer to people and how I speak to people and just being nice in general is important because that's how I have to speak to him. And if I don't show him that, then he's going to think that that's okay. Um, you know, having integrity and having a passion for things and speaking up and saying what's on your mind kindly, right? And that was something I've always struggled with. I've never was able to to say what's on my mind. And I still struggle with that t- till today. People who are close to me would be like, you know, how are you feeling? You good? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm good. And they were like, no, you're not. You're such a liar. And it's and it's because I don't know how to be comfortable with um, saying what I have to say sometimes. And so there are some instances where I have I'm not shy at all. And I'm like, yep, I'm going to just speak up because I just have to say something. Um, and it does go with the territory and what I do for a living and 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 how I, you know, do business and, you know, day to day business. Um, but there are instances where that's just like really difficult for me. And I don't want my son to go through that. I want my son to be able to have independent thinking and, and be able to speak up for himself and have pride and integrity and be kind to people. Um, and ultimately we are their, we are our children's mirror. Um, so we need to be the best version of ourselves in order for, um, them to, to, to see that. So. Um, that's sort of been my main push, but yeah, like I've, I've just have evolved over time. And if, for those who do know me, you'll, you've seen that in real time. Um, and if you don't, let me talk about that for you. Let me have a sip of this water because my mouth feels like just a little parched. Mm. And I just hit this area. I just had thyroid surgery. And 
this is a little sore. This is where my, my cut is right now. So all of this is still a bit sore, but this particular area is sore. And I just went like this. <laughs> just, I'm just like, ah. Um, but yeah, um, I've definitely had a lot of challenges growing up. Um, you know, my dad was a single father who raised me and my sister. And, you know, after years of therapy, I had to learn that, you know, he did the best that he could in the best way that he knew how. Um, but that also meant that it came with, you know, not always the best parenting um, style. <laughs> um, and life growing up was definitely rough around the edges for sure. Growing up poor, first, you know, in the foster system, you know, my dad getting custody of us and then living in shelter after that. And we're living, we had a place that we were living in, but then we lost it and then we had to be in a shelter. Um, and it just, and then me pursuing my rapping career and then acting career and so forth to, to just to try to, you know, make it out. Um and that kind of environment forced me to grow up really fast. Um, and because I had to do that, there were a lot of, um, I wouldn't say walls per se, um, but there were definitely um What's the best word to say this? I guess I can't think of another word, so I'll just go with walls. Um, but there were definitely just, you know, again, I just grew up really fast. I just grew up really, really fast. Um, I had to, you know, I had a lot of things taken away from me at a young age. You know, I went to, I was in school from fifth grade and then, stop school because I was going to be pursuing my career, you know, as this, you know, young artist or whatever, full time. And so then my childhood was kind of just taken away from me. And then I was just exposed to adults all day, every day. And if I wasn't in a business meeting, I was at a show. If I wasn't at a show, I was, you know, at the studio if I wasn't at the studio, I was, you know, at an interview. If I wasn't at an interview, I was at a photo shoot. Um, and then that was like when things were popping. But even before things got popping, I would be, if I wasn't at a show, I was practicing. I was practicing for a show, writing or working with a writer to help me write or whatever, or in a studio or whatever. I was doing something. I was always just occupied and busy and doing something. And if I ever had downtime to kind of just think for myself, I really didn't know what to think about. There was just no other thing. And then I knew at a really young age that my my what I was doing was dependent on the success and, you know, betterment of my family. Um, and so that kind of weight on your shoulder is like a lot. It's a lot, you know? 
Um, and I think as you get older a little bit, you almost, especially since things started popping off, you know, things were really, you know, I was making a wave and I was making good money and I was performing all over the world um, and forming on TV shows and talk shows and all kinds of things, which was fun. Um, and it was also exhausting and it just it, it I just was never able to learn how to regulate anything outside of what I knew, which was music and acting and all of those things. Um, and then I just had a really tough relationship with my father because he was really, really tough on me. He was really, really tough on my sister and I um, in general, but more so tough on just me because of what I was working on. And, you know, it was it wasn't always the most healthiest relationship for sure. Um, so that coupled with just not, you know, just being this child or whatever, trying to, you know, make a living um, out of something that I really had no knowledge or understanding of. Like, what is a nine-year-old doing at a club, like club speed? You know what I mean? Like, I really didn't know what half of this stuff was. I just was doing it. Um, you just don't get a grasp of, of these things and you just grow up fast and you skip a lot of your developmental experiences that most children get to have when they're going through life, you know, they finish fifth grade and then they go to middle school and then you have all the middle school um, horror stories that I hear about that I've never had to experience. Um, though some people tell me like that I'm lucky for that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess, whatever. Didn't really have to worry about that stuff. But part of me is like, you know, I also think that if I was in middle school, I'd be a hot mess. I'd be a bitch for sure. Or not or a pendeja because I was a pendeja in 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 in, um in fifth grade and third grade and fourth grade pendeja is like Spanish is like you know like a little like a sucker I don't know what's what's pendeja in Spanish pendeja how do I say that in English pendeja what is that stupid coward irresponsible I just say pendeja like all this pendeja. <laughs> Anywho, moving on. Um, so, so I skipped a lot of those developmental um, moments in life and just was going on. And then I think at a certain age, it was around 13 when things kind of hit me because I started to see other 13 year olds and realize like, wait a minute, like I'm not, I like I wasn't where they were and they weren't where I was. It was like this weird thing. It was like, they're worried about this whole, you know, something happened at school or whatever. And this person kissed this person and backstabbed this person and that. And I'm over here worried about trying to bag a, you know, a pilot deal, you know, somewhere. But then when I would talk, it was like I couldn't really 
beyond their level either. It was just this weird thing. So I never was able to really have friendships. And, and I just started realizing things like I couldn't speak up for myself. And I couldn't, like, if I said something like, oh, I don't want to go to the studio or I, I don't want to do that or whatever, I just, you know, would be scrutinized and completely yelled at and just, you know, whatever. Um, so at a certain age, I started to fight back. I started to rebel. I started to say no. I started to be like, mm-mm. No, you know, and I kind of wore that almost like a badge of honor, you know, of being like, no, 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 I'm taking back my power. I'm I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want at this point. And you can't tell me shit. Now, it took a while to get there. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I turned 13 and all of a sudden I was this br- this bratty ass bitch. Um, I was a brat, but I wasn't a bitch yet. Um, but <laughs> um but it was like one of those things where I started to realize, like, hmm, what if I said no? What would that look like? Oh, okay, that triggered a button in my father. Oh, that triggered a button in my manager. Oh, that triggered a button in my publicist. Okay, wait a minute. Hold up. Let me stir, you know, the pot here a little bit. <laughs> so, um, and it just and and I just started to hold that identity as a badge of honor. And in some ways it worked. It was really good that I did that because it meant that I really wanted to create a life for me. I wanted to have my own journey, my own path. Like I wanted to, you know, go back to school, for example. I was illiterate at 13 years old. I had gotten a pilot, did a pilot for the electric company, for those who don't know. I was on the electric company for four seasons or three seasons. How many seasons they did? I don't even remember. Anyways, and I did the original pilot for that. So it was a television, children's television show, you know, teaching kids how to read. And I didn't even know how to read. I used to have, I had a, um, I had someone next to me helping me read my script during our table reads because I didn't know how to read. Um, so things like that, it was like, nah, like I want to learn how to read. I want to go back to school. I want to, you know, I want to like have my own locker, like in the way that Degrassi kids had it, you know, and find, you know, a love letter in there that says, will you go out with me? Yes or no, or maybe, you know, like that's the life I want, you know, meanwhile, I'm on a, you know, successful television children's television show with creators like Lin-Manuel Miranda and Christopher Jackson and Tommy and all these people just like writing the the songs and all that and I'm over here like give me a locker in high school guys <laughs> like looking back it's kind of like what I was thinking I don't know but there was there was there was meaning to it which is I just wanted to have my own identity I wanted to be something more than you know, I just wanted to know who I was. I wanted to be a kid. I wanted to be able to explore things and do things that, you know, didn't involve music or acting or performing or playing this part or role of some kind. Um, and because of that, I, I would tend to just lash out a bit and found myself just doing whatever I wanted to do, you know, and that trickled down in my life since then, you know, in my relationships, you know, friendships with my family. Um, And again, not all bad choices, because 
it meant that I wanted to have my own identity. It meant that I wanted to, you know, go to school, which I did. I went back to high school at 10th grade, um, graduated, went to college, graduated, like doing these things that, you know, wasn't usually a thing that would get accomplished in my family, you know, being the first to, to, to graduate college and all that stuff. Like that wasn't a thing. So, you know, I wanted to be that. Um, and be able to say, no, I did that. I, that was my, that, that was my decision. That was my choice. But that also came with the fact that I was going to make, be making decisions and choices that were clearly not good for me. Like any normal teenage person and young adolescent, right? Um, but then you have to grow up at some point. Like you can't be dumb forever. I mean, some people can be if that's your, PR, then sure. I don't want to be dumb forever. But if that's what you want to do, go ahead and be dumb. Um, but I didn't want that for me. I wanted to to grow and be a better person and learn from my mistakes. And I definitely still have learned from my mistakes. And definitely there are some lessons I have not learned from yet. We will get to those in other episodes, I promise. Um how are we with with time? Oh, we're almost wrapped up here. Um, but yeah, there was just this desire of all the shit that I've been through to to just be a better person and come out of it with integrity and kindness and love and and self worth and loving myself. Um, and if I'm gonna do all of that, that also means that I need to honor the other version of me that's not always perfect. I need to honor when I'm hard on myself, when I'm, you know, not the same, not doing the right thing or saying the right things. Hey, what you said that came off a little wrong or hey, that wasn't the right choice or whatever. And just being like, okay, got it. You know, lesson learned um, and not just be so self-critical and just hard on myself and give myself grace. Um, and I just think that there is a way that you can do that health, um, in a healthy way. Um, most people would just default and be like, okay, well, you clearly haven't changed or, or, or you, you're still this or whatever, you're still that or whatever, or you got a lot of issues and all of that. No, I'm fucking human. The fuck? And I'm a soul in this human experience. And so are you. And we should all be reminded that every day. The end. Right. Um, so that's really kind of just what I want to just debunk during this. I want to be able to showcase like we are all human. We're all flawed and it's OK. And we need to be able to, you know, explore that a little more. Um, so before we wrap up, I do want to talk about what to expect during the rest of the show. Like, look, I get it. There's a hundred gazillion thousands of podcasts out there and so and there are a lot of them that are for you and there are a lot of them that are not for you and this may or may not be for you and that's okay but if it is for you and you vibe and you're like hmm like this is this is interesting just know we're going to be learning about the ways in which toxicness and healingness is healingness a word healingness healing anyways 
can exist at the same time, y'all. And um, I want to explore that in the most healthy way possible. I want to be able to um, learn how to give grace in those areas and still be a bad bitch. Period. Um, And so if you feel like, you know, what we say during these episodes, they resonate with you. It's a vibe. You love it. All of the things. I'm I'm asking that you do three things that you do. You ask yourself three questions for after each episode. The first one is, does this apply to me right now? The second one is, did this apply to me back then? And then the third one is, should this apply to me or could this apply to me for my future self? As in, what can I take away from this? What can I learn? How can I apply this to help me be a better version of myself? Um, and I think if you continue asking those questions after every episode, um, you may find yourself growing as well. And that's really all I want for you um, is to grow and we can grow together. I'll be vulnerable. You'll be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? I'll show a little skin. You show a little skin. You know what I'm saying? We cute. We flirt. We just do a little something, something together on the low <laughs> or not. But just saying. Um, but yeah, I think that's my time. I'm gonna just wrap this up and say love y'all so much. Thanks for tuning in. I have so okay. I have I'm so excited because I have a line up of guests for this podcast, y'all, that I cannot wait for you guys to meet. And it's going to be such a vibe. There will be some episodes where I'll be solo and you'll just have me to yourself, which I know is what you want. It's okay. You ain't got to tell anybody. But, you know, I'm courteous and, you know, I like to, you know, share my spotlight. So there will be some people here and I'm so excited to have them. And they're going to be sharing some amazing stories that... And conversations we're going to have that I just feel like are just going to be dope and impactful. And I just can't wait for y'all to see that. So with that said, um, yeah, I'm saying that's that's it. Nothing less. Nothing else to say. We good here. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>